delivering high-quality, technology-centric podcasts around the world. This is MunchTech.TV, taking a bite out of technology. Hello, and welcome to episode 489 of the Dudakis for Saturday, November 30th, 2019. This is the week's most notable tech stories in around an hour or less. In podcast form with myself, Jimmy Bunting, and him, Aaron Fisher. Except not this week. This week, it is our 10th annual Christmas gift guide, the perfect episode to find inspiration for those gifts you don't yet know exist for your friends, family, and loved ones this holiday season. That's right, taking a break from the traditional tech news, which is great because it's December, but well, nearly December, and there is absolutely nothing to talk about because it is the run-up to Christmas. Companies are focusing on more the manufacturing of their products rather than releasing new ones. Nevertheless, at this week's episode marks the 10th annual Christmas gift guide, our 10th episode of this form, which takes place every year, which means we're getting close to 10 years of the show. It's weird how the 10th annual gift guide happens before 10 years of the show but it, it, it works i promise uh, this week coming up gadgets and wearables peripherals home technology stocking fillers and other miscellaneous goods as well as what not to buy this christmas for many different reasons hello Aaron. hello how are we? Pretty good. And getting in that, uh, already getting in that Christmas spirit. Not quite December yet. But it's weird this year. We say this every year. We go through exactly the same process every year, and I appreciate that. But um, it feels like it's been Christmas for about three weeks now. It Does feels it? like the entirety of TV, every shopping center you walk into, every store you walk into, has decided that Christmas is not four weeks away, but is indeed three days away. Um, it seems every year Christmas starts earlier. And I appreciate we are British, and that is what we say every year. Um, I am not convinced myself. Fair enough. But you could be, because you bought yourself something early didn't you hey Ex- you know may- <laughs> maybe not maybe yeah yeah exactly it's, it's not christmas like buying yourself a nice new present is it well exactly you know I, you've got to buy presents for everyone including yourself in the form of come on the suspense is killing everyone i think it's another one of those ironic moves that i make um you know where i will spend 12 months of the show going never gonna buy that that's stupid yada 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 and then i go out buy <laughs> one does it see the yeah. Apple Watch, the AirPods, like literally anything. Um, basically anything that I say that I won't buy, you can guarantee within a 6 to 12 month window, I will own it. Um, this year, being no different, I said when the iPhone
iPhone 11 came out that my iPhone 7 Plus would last another year. And I still kind of stand by that. Um, but on a spur of the moment thing, I went and picked up an iPhone 11 uh, today. So yeah, the iPhone 7, I now have to find something to do with <laughs> because it's uh, it's the first iPhone upgrade I've done in a little while where th the iPhone that's being replaced is actually still very usable. So I'm sure I can find some kind of use maybe as a Sonos controller or something. Spoiler alert for later in the show. But um, yeah, I'm very happy with the iPhone 11. I am. I know I'm like three years late to the party, but oh my God, Face ID is the best. I'm sure there are where I would experience everyone's shortcomings uh, to it soon. But um, yeah, initial impressions are very, very good. And oh boy, is it quick. Um, and the camera as well. Camera was one of the big reasons for upgrading. And it's funny because I think I was looking back on some of the older gift guides and cameras were a thing. We didn't put many of them in there because I don't think either of us have ever claimed to be camera experts, but there was a couple of point and shoots dotted around and then you kind of see it like trail off and then this year we've got nothing. We've got no, well, mm. not nothing. We've got no cameras, I should say. And it's kind of telling of, of, and again, I know we've obviously spoken about this before, but it's telling of how far cameras and phones have come that uh, recommending a point and shoot feels pretty trivial these days. Exactly. And I think if whether this is the first gift guide you've listened to or joined us on or it's the 10th, there's a distinct difference this time 10 years ago to now in what we, not just us personally, but what, what is being bought um, in, in 2019. And of course, it's important to note, this sounds very materialistic, doesn't it? What's being bought and this is what you buy and so on and so forth. It's not, um, <laughs> not to sound cliche, it's not the meaning of, of anything and, and material items don't prove or show anything. But in the fact that we're a technology show, I always think it's useful if someone's wondering what to buy technology-wise, what's the better option out there? Because it's it's still a minefield, um, less of now, given that less devices do more. So actually, that, that doesn't make sense. It does in my head. Um, there are fewer devices out there to buy because they all do do more. So previously, you would have bought a point-and-shoot camera for, for photos. But you know what? Recording video, you probably would have bought a camcorder as well because, well, the point-and-shoot camera didn't have a good optical zoom and the stabilization wasn't right and the, the video interlacing and rendering engine wasn't correct and so on and so forth. So you bought a camera and a camcorder. You had a mobile phone as well and you had an iPod to listen to your music. Now it's just called a phone. And, and that's truly the point. You only need one device to do so many more things now, in some respects. I um, um, Just to quickly add two things. Um, the first one, just back on the iPhone for, for a second, is every or the last couple of Apple purchases I've made, you've followed six months later. So when are you I? getting one? The Apple Watch, the AirPods Pro. So when are you getting yours? I'll hold off. <laughs> and I will try to hold off. Yeah, well, exactly. I like you would. And secondly, again, looking back through some of the older gift guides, one of the things I've always kind of, I think we've, we've prided ourselves on is it would be very easy for us to sit here and recommend, oh, you should, you know, the you should buy the iPhone 11 for someone or the Samsung Galaxy S10. Whereas I think I've always quite enjoyed that we've kind of reined back and we keep our gift guides like realistic, especially when it comes to price. There are some more expensive things in here. Um, but there are also very reasonably priced, you know, even all the way down to like simple kind of stocking stuff or things. Um, I see a lot of tech-based gift guides out there, especially at the moment that are, that are cropping up. And it's like, who actually buys thousand pounds phones for other people? Like, is that actually a thing people do? Because it just feels like a cop-out when I see that on like the top of the recommended list or whatever. Well, 
it can happen. Wait, you're saying I thought you said I was joining the iPhone 11 club, so Aaron. And uh, you know I'm I not will... going to buy one. So is that you're not hinting? No. I, I was just thinking. I'm. I'm sorry. I might have just spoiled what I'm not getting you for <laughs> Christmas. Although, fair enough. I am thinking of buying you a uh, Ring video camera. Mm, uh, yeah maybe not i don't know no maybe not of course it's aaron so we're we're, well i said to you i mean i could be the same what you want to buy talk about what you don't want to buy and there's there's been quite a lot of hype around the ring video camera this week and the last few weeks given why you might not want to buy it not just for christmas but full stop aaron you have the the lowdown on that i came across this interesting article and this has been cropping up time and time again but this one obviously specifically came out obviously a couple days ago was black friday um happy thanksgiving to any of our our us followers this week but um interesting gizmodo put up an article titled don't buy anyone a ring camera which i thought was very interesting because ring video cameras doorbell cameras or general kind of surveillance cameras for anyone who doesn't know basically one of the bigger ip based or internet connected cameras you can buy and ring was recently purchased by amazon and i know we spoke about that to great length on the show when it happened this year um there's a chance you had never heard of ring cameras before amazon bought the company for as much as 1.8 billion dollars last year it's possible the ring still wasn't on your radar earlier this year when reports emerged that the home security giant had partnered with scores of police departments funneling videos and user data in some dystopian effort to make a profit by fighting crime and eradicating privacy. There's a good chance that you're going to see a Ring video doorbell on sale and possibly bundled with an Amazon Echo this Black Friday or indeed this Christmas. Do not buy it and definitely don't buy one for somebody else. Again, this is all coming from the, uh, the Gizmodo article. Ring is a troubled company Last week, a panel of five United States senators sent a letter to Amazon chief Jeff Bezos that expressed concern with Ring's struggles with information security and a habit of sharing its users' videos, not only with law enforcement, but also with its Ukraine-based research team. The senators wanted to know how Ring encrypts the data, if at all, and how its internal security audits work. This is all happening after unsettling reports that Ring doorbells exposed users' home Wi-Fi passwords to hackers and that Ring employees spy on unwitting users. These are troubles that any home security company could face. Information security is hard and privacy can be tricky when your product is designed to make live video easily accessible to users on multiple devices. But the Ring story, it's somehow a little more sinister than that. The story begins back in 2011 when Jamie Sminoff Sminoff, invented a connected doorbell that could stream video to a phone. Uh, Sminoff called it Doorbot and in 2013 mounted a success Successful crowdfunding campaign. It's an entire well, this is where it gets interesting. So Ring, I think, to us as like a consumer, has always seemed very innocent. Um, it's just a camera, it's just an IP connected camera. And I think even us on the show, we've kind of raved about them or we've talked highly of them for years. They might even be in uh prior gift guides. But as this thing starts off saying, it's interesting where I think this year, and I remember talking about it on the show, we were hearing more and more about employees that potentially had access to these cameras, to your cameras potentially. Um, And then the whole idea of using cameras to crowdsource uh, video if a crime happens in your your area. And I think, again, we talked about this a bit at the time, and I, I don't think we were particularly negative about it, but I think looking back, we probably should have been more negative. Because on the surface, you 
think fighting crime is a good thing, you know, if, if more places are covered in CCTV or in video, but you realise that this is potentially happening without you saying anything or, or doing anything, like it just being taken from your camera that's on your uh, on your front door. Um, this is kind of where it gets interesting a little bit as well. Um, it's not entirely clear when Smirnoff decided to fight crime, but to reduce crime in communities has been the company's missions since at least 2014. The mission has evolved in curious ways. Following the early success of the Ring Video Doorbell, the company launched a whole suite of home security products, including motion sensors, indoor-outdoor cameras, and an alarm system, and even smart lighting. In 2018, Ring also released an app called Neighbors to, quote, provide every neighbor with real-time local crime and safety information. The Neighborhood Watch app has since been compared to Nextdoor and Citizen, two companies that have been mired in controversies of their own for years following accusations that they enable racial profiling and instill undue fear into communities. The problem with neighbors are much worse. The first problem is a technical one. Using the Ring app automatically enrolls you in neighbors and there's no way to opt out. You don't have to post any frightening crime reports to the neighbors feed, but if you want to use any Ring hardware, you have to be involved in the service. You can also sign up for neighbors if you don't own any Ring products, but are interested in policing your community. This leads right into problem number two. Once you're enrolled in Neighbors, and remember, you have to be if you want to use Ring hardware, your videos or data could be shared with law enforcement agencies when requested. This sort of thing wouldn't be terribly different than any other tech company's practice of giving cops user data if presented with a warrant. But as Motherboard reported earlier this year, Ring has hundreds of once-secret partnerships with police forces around the country, partnerships that gave cops access to a portal where they can access video from Ring cameras in exchange for providing Ring with free advertising. The device's owners must give permission to share these videos with police, but it's also unclear how users might be compelled to share it. These police partnerships were not only under wraps, but also awfully deep. The motherboard report reads that in order to partner with Ring, police departments must also assign officers to Ring-specific roles that include a press coordinator, a social media manager, and a community relations coordinator. Three things I wouldn't exactly say you would need if you were all above board. This list goes on and on and on. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's a good read. It's not meant to scare anyone who does have a Ring doorbell. Um, I think the general consensus is that you know Ring aren't exactly out to sell your data to uh, every other country and to spy on you all the time. Obviously, simply reporting what has been said before. I think the scariest one was when we spoke about a few months ago about certain employees having access. I believe those employees were dealt with properly. And I think at the time we spoke about how and this is this has come up several times about how how are internal alarms not raised and how does this stuff actually happen? Like why do these people have access and stuff like that? So I think to cap it all off, I think the Gizmodo recommendation, I think if you're seriously considering buying yourself or anyone a ring camera, definitely take a read through this article first. It's a pretty scary read. Um, mm. and I think we also have to sit back and understand that ring are just the they are the shiny name to pin this problem on at this point. 
point. I'm sure this problem extends like far beyond just Ring. I think you could pick up many, many IP-based cameras and or even internet-connected anything and see a similar pattern. Um, the fact that Ring are by far the biggest is why people write articles about them. I think this is an indication of smart home technology full stop. Ring, not necessarily a scapegoat, but as you said, they're the shiny name that are getting this plastered on them at the minute. And it's not just Ring. Uh, it's any smart home device that's connected to your, your home, potentially. So when buying or using or integrating, thinking about using, uh, buying, etc., these devices, just bear it in mind. It's yeah, it's not to say don't buy it full stop. It's just to say just, just be cautious of that fact and be aware of it. But if you're buying it for someone else, maybe it's better that they know that before using it, so to speak. That takes us away from that and onto the, the actual products themselves. And what I'm seeing here... I think for this year, wearables, um, probably a bigger sector for, for Christmas full stop for, for this holiday season for technology companies. Um, wearables and peripherals, I think, are going to be the two big categories this year as opposed to other um, more substantial devices, really. For the fact that they're more popular, there's more of them, more ubiquitous as well. And that starts off with the, the Apple Watch. Not necessarily the latest one either. The Watch 3, Series 3, is is what, 199 at the minute? Yeah, which we're both rocking the Series 3. I think we can vouch for, for how good of a deal that is um the new ones are more like around the 400 if not around the 500 mark like they're very expensive to be buying for yourself um and especially to be buying for someone else they are obviously fantastic devices so we can more than recommend those as well but i i think we wanted to highlight the fact that when they talked about it at the keynote and they announced the pricing of the series 5 um it didn't come as much of a shock um but what did then follow as a shock is that the fact that they were going to reduce the Series 3 to 199 and as far as I'm aware, um, I'm just going to double check the price as we speak, but as far as I'm aware, it's not like a, a, a current or a one-off or a Christmas special. Um, that is the ongoing price of the Series 3 Apple Watch, yeah, from £199. Obviously, that's for the base, that's for the GPS 38mm. Um, the price goes up to 229 so another £30 if you want the 42mm. Um, still a fantastic deal. Um, again, both of us rocking the, the Series 3 still. It's still ridiculously quick. Um, if you know anyone who is in the Apple ecosystem, kind of would fall apart a little bit or be impossible without the user having an iPhone. But if they have an iPhone, maybe a New Year's resolution of theirs is to get into or get into better health or something. Or maybe they're already very much into fitness. Maybe they've already got an Apple Watch or they want to upgrade from something like a Fitbit. The Apple Watch is perfect for so many people and especially at under just under 200 pounds um and i'm sure if you shop around at the moment we're still in that kind of cyber monday uh, black friday hangover period so i'm sure you find some even even better deals on it i think apple um obviously check before you buy but i think apple at the moment are running a deal where you get a gift card as well with them i'm not sure if it's with this one as well but yeah definitely shop around for some deals but even at full price still a fantastic product and of course blends into the apple t- ecosystem so if you're buying it for a gift and you buy it for someone who doesn't have an Apple device, maybe rethink that purchase. Would you agree in saying that? Yeah. Um, as a, I guess as a tangent, I think it would be fantastic to see. Apple have clearly 
made headway into making the Apple Watch more of an independent device over the past year or so. We saw with WatchOS 6, i6, whatever we're on now, um, we got the independent app store on it. Um, so I don't think it's that far away from the Apple Watch becoming less codependent on the iPhone um, or on having an iPhone at all. And I imagine that's going to do very well for them to sell into the Android market as well. But at the moment, again, as you say, fits very well in the Apple ecosystem, works well with any other Apple accessories you have, whether it be the headphones, um, obviously syncs very well with the health and activity app on the iPhone. It really does, you know, break into a stride when, when, when paired with a, with an iPhone. Which brings us on to further Apple products in in the AirPod, uh, AirPods and AirPods Pro, which the latter, I can invite you for, have them. I haven't used them an awful lot, but when I have, fantastic. Very good. I think, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of both sets, as we've talked about over the years. Um, but when if you're going to choose a pair for someone who doesn't already have a pair, then I think you, you obviously need to look at probably what they're going to use them for. Um, the AirPods Pro, their in-ear earphones, um, so they fit slightly differently. They they will, you'll probably find they fit more types of ears than the standard AirPods do. If someone already uses the bundled with the iPhone earpods, then the standard AirPods will fit them just fine. Um, standard AirPods don't come with any changeable tips. They don't come with any noise cancelling. Um, the AirPods Pro do. Obviously, that comes at a £90 premium over the bulk standard AirPods. There is a set in the middle that have AirPods with wireless charging um little bit tough to recommend why spending the extra 40 quid over the original one just to get a wireless charging case um the airpods pro does come with a wireless charging case it obviously comes in at a, a 250 pound premium which is a lot of money um especially for some ear buds um again we've both got the airpods pro you recently used them on a plane trip and i think can vouch for, for how impressive the noise cancelling is it's not the best but i think we have to sit here and remember that they are tiny little in-ear completely wireless earbuds we can't um, be expecting bose quality out of them yeah i mean you say that i, I was superbly su- surprised by the quality and the the, the the technology itself and how good it was and i i remember saying on the recent episode and that the technology itself isn't overly complex it's essentially just creating an anti-node for the noise that it's getting an, an, an anti sort of waveform you know the opposite and that the, the two block each other out however when i was um using them in those situations or in that situation specifically um i with a, an airplane engine running two rolls royce airplane engines running um sort of what what made me think actually go back to the, the, the thought process was that drowns out an engine noise to to what i can only compare it to as the sound of a, a rim fan if even and that's i'm talking about with with no music playing uh with that with that noise cancellation mode on just sounded like a fan going on in the room it was nothing at all even with it off, the seal drowns out a lot of that noise. Transparency obviously lets it in, but when you take them out, there's still um, a, a, a difference. And to me, that lack of outside noise actually means, number one, you're not listening to that drone. Number two, you're, you're not listening to the music as loud as what you would be if you were just listening with conventional headphones, earphones, whatever, which actually means you can listen at a normal volume or a lower volume without damaging your ears. And then you can hear all of the intricacies in the song as well. It It's... it's I, absolutely class. I I really rated um the, the AirPods Pros in that that situation and and really any noise cancelling headphones earphones um, for that matter. But the technology is superb. It's so simple but so effective. That's one of the big things as well with any noise cancelling headphones. Um, if so, if you know someone who travels a lot, the noise cancelling headphones.
instruments are a must. Um, if you don't have them or if you have to listen to an airplane engine droning for three, four, eight hours, it's very tiring at the end. It's hard to explain why, but that constant loud kind of, because as you say, you have to turn your music up, you've got to crank everything up, and you still got that loud droning in the background. It, it can be really tiring. Um, whereas with noise cancelling, again, as you say, you don't have to listen to things as loudly, you knock down a lot of the uh, a lot of the drone. Noise cancelling, it doesn't cut everything out. I think that's a big distinguishment to make, is it cuts, it's very good at cutting constant sounds out an airplane engine, kind of wind noise outside or traffic noise or road noise or whatever. Very good at that. Very Something that's very constant that it can create that anti-noise pattern for, very good at doing. Less good at voices and like things like the TV where, where cadence and whatnot keeps changing. And I think you can go back to the last episode where I think we were talking about all this. Um, but yeah, AirPods, I think start off with the, the, the cheaper ones. The cheaper ones come in £159, still kind of expensive, but it, it really is hard to, to overstate uh, how good they are. Um, start off with the cheaper ones and I think work your way up then. If you think someone would benefit from noise cancelling um, and potentially a slightly better fit, um, potentially if someone, you go to the gym a lot, you go running, cycling or whatever, they may stay in better. They're also sweat and water resistant. Not that I think anyone's ever had any issues with the cheap ones, um, or the normal ones, I should say. Um, but it is a thing that Apple actually advertised with the, with the bigger ones. But uh, but yeah, love both of them. Both fantastic. Both fantastic for different reasons. Um, entirely depends on whether you want that noise cancellation or not. Um, it is a £90 premium to achieve that noise cancellation, so it is definitely something to consider. Um, and also AirPods Pro, at the moment, you really have to shop around because all of a sudden Apple stores are like out until January. Um, Amazon seems to be pretty good at getting them in at the moment, but you'll still be waiting for a while. Uh, John Lewis, if you're in the UK, is another place to look. But yeah, the AirPods Pro are, if you're going to do it, probably do it sooner rather than later. Of course, people have different preferences. Earphones and headphones, two different things. I'm always an earphones kind of guy. Um, headphones obviously give you better performance in some ex- or to some extent and in some circumstances, but also uh, can be irritating in others. I just think earphones are more versatile. I think, uh, I mean, they're later on in the list we've got, but I'm a big fan of the Bose QC25s that I've got. Um, they're noise cancelling, but they are over-ear headphones. Um, they do a better job at noise cancelling um, without a shadow of a doubt, but I much prefer those for a static office environment. Um, like I say, they do do a slightly better job at noise cancelling. The price is slightly, a lot cheaper actually. Um, but I don't know if I could feel like I could wear them for longer. I don't know what it is about them, but um, I've always felt headphones suit that environment more, but I'm actually kind of curious to try the, the AirPods in that environment. So given that, um, you have used what, Beats as well? You have Beats? I got a set of the Beats X um, this year. <laughs> this year I've managed my AirPods Pro and Beats X. Um, the Beats X are fantastic price. You can normally pick them up on Amazon for about 80 or 90 quid. They've still got the Apple W1 chip in, which means they're like super easy to pair with uh, any Apple product, um, which is something the AirPods boast. I think the AirPods and Beats are the only devices that uh, can boast that chip at the moment. Basically a fancy Bluetooth chip. Um, but you've seen with the AirPods how ridiculously easy it is to pair those things um, and to move them around between devices. Uh, the Beats X, um, they're wireless, but not truly wireless. So they have that they're still in-ear, ear tip. 
tips. And then they have a loop that goes between uh, the two earphones. That loop, as I'm staring at right now, is great for hanging over the top of your iMac when you're not using them. Um, I use these when I'm working in the shed. Um, not an environment I particularly want to bring AirPods into, especially when, again, I bought these before the Pro. Um, so I, I wanted that noise isolation from power tools and things. Um, but then another big thing is I often find myself needing to take one out um, and taking an AirPod out and then trying to find what to do with it. Not a quick process and at risk of it's going to go down the back of something somewhere. Um, so the Beats X, they don't really boast any more ruggedness or versatility necessarily. Um, they are obviously slightly cheaper, um, but I feel like I could be a little more kind of rough and tumble with them. Um, and they, they sound great. They do have that typical Beats kind of sound profile. You'll find if you if you experience different sound brands, so whether it be Bose or Sonos or Beats or Apple or Sony, um, everyone has their own audio profile and you can very quickly distinguish between, uh, like you could very quickly do a blind test with them um, after a while. Uh, the Beats has that. They've got that famous kind of richness when it comes to the bass and that low end. Um, but I think the Beats X do a pretty good job of, if you want to listen to spoken words so podcast um or any kind of non-bass centric music they still do a fantastic job at that um great job of noise isolating as well they're not noise cancelling um, so there's nothing active in them they just you stuff them in your ears um so they basically act like earplugs you can go on amazon or ebay as well and pick up a set of foam ear tips for, for five ten pounds they just take standard earphone uh, tip they, they make a great combo all for under 100 quid um the other one we've got on the list not one either or any of us personally have but I've heard fantastic things about is the Power Beats. Um, these are kind of the pricier alternative to the Beats X. Um, you can get them in a couple of variations. Um, you can get the truly wireless Power Beats, which are coming in at the Power Beats Pro, or you can get the Power Beats 3 wireless earphones, which are the same earphones, I believe, but with a wire between them. The Power Beats 3 wireless with the wire is $169.95 from Apple. And the the Powerbeats Pro are $219.95. I don't believe either of them come with any kind of noise cancelling. They are in-ear earphones, less so than the Beats X, kind of more that AirPod Pro style. Um, these are super popular when it comes to people who go to the gym or go running because they've got that hoop that goes over the ear. Um, they are designed for a secure fit. They are not going anywhere. Um, you see athletes wearing them a lot. Um, super popular when it comes to exercise. A little bit pricey, especially the Powerbeats Pro. I think if someone can live with that cable um, and you you want to go beyond the Beats X, then I think the Powerbeats 3 wireless, they come in a variety of colors as well, by the way, um, make great headphones, even for uh, for active uh, active users. Staying on um, that Apple story just before we sort of, <clears throat> or Apple, Brain? the word has left me, theme, there we go, you theme. saved me. Um, staying on that Apple theme, um, just for now, the TV, the Apple TV, the 4K Apple TV, which currently comes with a year of Apple TV Plus free. So that starts off in terms of entertainment and TVs and, and so on and so forth. And I guess if you're invested in that Apple ecosystem or if the person you know is invested in that Apple ecosystem, it just makes sense. Yeah. And it's a decent price. The TV 4K, £179 at the moment, again, as you say, comes bundled with that one year of 
free Apple TV Plus. Not the biggest selection at the moment, but hey, free for a year. Um, if there's someone you're buying for, maybe it's even yourself, doesn't have a 4K TV, you can still buy the standard Apple TV in HD for £149. Um, and I believe that also comes bundled with Apple, are bundling Apple TV Plus with most Apple products. I think, I could be wrong, but I think if you buy an iPhone, an iPad, a Mac, or an Apple TV, or maybe even a watch as well, um, it will come bundled for a year with TV Plus. So kind of hard to go wrong with any Apple product at the moment. But the TV is just a great, I think if you're kind of stuck for ideas for someone and, and someone is in, already invested in the Apple ecosystem, I'm sure they can find a TV somewhere that doesn't have one hooked up. Um, it makes a pretty good buy. Um, and for £149, I, I think that's a great deal. That's for the HD one. I, I think that's a great deal. Um, love love my Apple TV. Um, it works so well, especially when you pair it with like AirPlay 2 devices now. Uh, it's fantastic. The remote is still, it's, it's that remote. It's that Siri touchpad remote that everyone ooh, so joyously loves. Um, but yeah, I think as a gift, the Apple TV is a, is a pretty fantastic buy. If the Apple ecosystem isn't there or the Apple device doesn't seem to be the one for the one, then Amazon and Google both have very significant and, and good offerings as well. Given in the, the Fire TV stick or the Chromecast, both slightly different for slightly different cases. And I guess that's why you need to know what the person has, wants, how they use the, the devices they already have and, and what way they tie in. I, I would say the Chromecast, if if it's a universal application, i.e. you don't know what they use, really, you don't know how, you know, they use technology within the household. I think the Chromecast is more universal. That could be me. Yeah, I, th- I think the Chromecast is pretty great, and especially for the price you're paying. I'm actually just looking up, I've just gone onto Amazon to double check the price of the Fire TV stick. Um, and for a 4K TV stick with the voice remote, the current Cyber Monday deal is £30. But even then, normally it's £50. Like, that's such a great deal. Um, the non-4K one, currently 20 normally 40 Like, that's such a good deal. Um, the Chromecast as well. A lot of TVs actually come with Chromecast built in now, so it's actually, I think, worth double-checking if you can what smart TV the person has. But if you know they don't have a smart TV, then I think either of those or either of these will make a uh, make a huge difference. The one thing I would say with the Chromecast is watch out when, where you purchase it from. Because from what I remember... Amazon and Google have had some kind of falling out, I think. Um, so if you search Chromecast on Amazon, it's just knockoff after knockoff after knockoff after knockoff. Um, so be careful. If you want to go buy the proper one, again, at the moment on Google's own store, 20 quid, normally 30. Um, that's the place to buy it. We'll try and put links to all of this stuff in the show notes as well. But yeah, just double check. I think when you buy a Chromecast, because if you just search Chromecast, it will just come up with everything. Which inevitably, as you say, knockoff after knockoff after knockoff off which um wouldn't exactly dispel the best christmas present would it exactly here's what i think of you (laughs) (laughs) um e-readers are still in the blog but used to be we i'm nearly sure in years gone past with with gift guide episodes we we sort of had a multitude of e-readers and now there's only one in my head and that is the kindle it just holds the monopoly 100 percent. unfortunately competition seems to be a little uh a little lackluster in the area i think everyone kind of decided that amazon especially with their book ecosystem around Around it. Yeah, they just Amazon, had it. Yeah, was was king in that area. Mm, there's obviously the Kindle tablet as well. Great for kids. Great for gaming devices or applications that may get broke very easily. And then, of course, the iPad. The 2019 iPad at £349 is still a steal for the technology that you've got. There's pencil support, 
ten point two inch. I'm right in saying that, aren't I? Yes. Yep. Um, amazing under the the hood in terms of spec. There's one in your household, isn't there? Yeah. My uh, we recently upgraded my mum from an iPad Air, Air One, uh, all the way up to the new iPad, and the difference is immeasurable in like every way. Um, the the iPad Air One got to that point where it was just it was frustrating for her to use, and it was frustrating for us to watch her use it. Um, even typing on the keyboard was you know a big a big no no. Um, <laughs> it was is one of those where you'd uh, you'd see if you could out type the screen like you type something and you type it so quickly that then you had to wait for it like like some kind of typewriter across the screen to uh, fill out. So it was it was time to upgrade. Um, this is in our stocking fillers later on, but we got her an Apple pencil as well uh, for her birthday. Um, and it's uh, it's fun it's fun to watch people be creative on the iPad. I know you've got a you're a big fan of your your iPad and pencil as well. Um, yeah. And aside from the hilarious way of charging them, um, which is obviously fixed with the pencil too. Another big thing, if you're going to get a pencil, double check the iPad someone has. Apple have not made it super easy in understanding which iPads are compatible with which pencils. There are two pencils um, that one will only work with some iPads and the other will only work with some other iPads. Um, So the Pencil 1 will work with everything, I believe with a lightning connector. So everything that's not the new shape iPad Pro, the bezel-less, home button-less Face ID iPad Pro. And then the Pencil 2 will only work with the new USB-C based iPad Pros. Um, definitely take, if you're going to get a pencil, definitely take a look on Apple's website, make, make sure you're buying the right one. I don't think there's a huge difference in price, but um, yeah, going for the Pencil 2, just because it's the newest one, is not necessarily uh, the best idea there. Just, yeah, just double check. Peripherals, which sort of tie in and complement these devices that we've already talked about. Wireless charging is uh, something that has become more ubiquitous. I don't have it on my phone. I don't know anyone who does. Now, <clears throat> Aaron. Loser. Um, the wireless Qi charging pads, they're pretty um, ubiquitous, pretty popular. That's wireless QI Qi. And they're pretty affordable, aren't they? Yeah. Um, worth buying from brands you've heard of. Obviously, Anchor. They're a bit of a uh, bit of a staple in our gift guides these days. A bit of a staple in most people's gift guides, I believe. Um, and many other brands as well, but definitely worth buying from a reputable source uh, or from a name you've actually potentially heard of. Or that gets a lot of good write-ups on something like Amazon. Just one of those things that charging is one of those things I've always decided that you buy the real things. You know, if you're going to buy a USB brick for your wall, for your iPhone, let's say, you buy an Apple one. Um, and you double check when you buy an Apple anything off of Amazon because for years everything was labeled as Apple and you knew full well it was your £3 kind of Chinese special, we'll say. Um, so yeah, charging pads I think are fantastic. Um, more and more Android, iOS or Android iPhone, so many devices now wireless compatible. Um, the new AirPods as well, um, obviously wireless compatible. So yeah, and you always need more. You're always setting your phone down in more and more places. I think you can pick up a, a decent charging pad for probably anywhere between 15 and 25 pounds. It's, it's a relatively cheap, but I think uh, would be a well appreciated and uh, and well used gift. Yeah, just check their devices support wireless charging first. If not, battery packs are always welcome, especially if they're using an iPhone or a mobile phone of any description in 2019. Battery 
batteries are known to not hold the charge for very long. So Anker have a, a good range of uh, battery packs ranging from say two thousand milliamp hours all the way to what twenty five thousand milliamp hours. Oh yeah, it's 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 probably an even more. Um, I think one of the things with the battery packs as well, I think you can go way higher than that now because an Anker do them. Some of them will support USB C power delivery, which is a really cool thing where you can use a battery pack to charge a MacBook or a Windows or some Windows laptops. Like that's how I think cool kind of this USB C integration has got with uh, with this stuff. But um, yeah, battery packs. Are, it's it's funny how whenever you go on holiday or on a car trip or anything, it's like gone are the days when you know your packing list barely included any technology. You know, at best it was probably a DVD player or something, and now it's like phone, battery pack. Like those are the two things that have to go hand in hand with each other anywhere. Yeah. Um, Anger also uh, sort of supply and manufacture a range of wall chargers and they're pretty ubiquitous as well, aren't they? Yeah, they do. Big fan of them in this house. They do kind of the, the five or six port ones. Again, they do ones with USB-C power delivery as well. Coming in, they'll come in at a little more money than the normal ones. Um, but you can get like five port. Um, and they're high wattage or high, yeah, high wattage as well. So they will charge things like your iPad and whatnot um, at two or two and a half amps. Um, I think you can get them fast charging compatible. Now, obviously, we're entering the world where most phones and tablets are all, all fast charging compatible. Um, but I think a, a standard Anchor one is like 20, 25 pounds on Amazon uh, for just the basic 5.4 USB-A. Um, and you can never have enough USB charging points. And they're also great for when you travel. Um, again, because it is high amperage, high wattage, that you can take one of these, plug it in somewhere in the motor. Like when uh, we went to Spain, I think I, I took mine. We just plugged it into that one wall socket and then, you know, both of us could just plug everything in and, and we knew everything was going to charge relatively quickly. Yeah. No having totally, to take... Totally didn't electrocute me or anything, don't worry. Nope, nope, completely unrelated. <laughs> To be fair, I think that was the uh, the twenty Dodgy. or twenty five yeah. or thirty year old uh, European converter socket thing I've got. You were very um, concerned, weren't you? I was more concerned that you were going to break the charger. So <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. You were testament yeah. to our friendship there. You friendship know. right there, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, yeah, they they make great travel companions. Um, having to carry one charger with you, um, especially you can buy all USB C ones now as well, um, which are obviously great if. if if you're living in a USB-C world, you can carry one charger, um, which which I think is great. And I can't wait to be in that world. But alas, over here in the Apple world, slowly but surely, we might be getting there. I don't know. But yeah. On top of that, talked about wireless headphones, but I see you've put the Bose QuietComfort 25 wired headphones in. Where's the reasoning? Where's the thought process behind that? So I need to double check if you can still get these. Otherwise, I'll put an alternative link for Bose's updated range because these seem to turn up and disappear turn up and disappear, turn up and disappear. Um, the QC range in general, obviously the QC35s are Bose's big boy wireless ones. Um, I, at the time, had no intention, even still so, to be honest, had no intention of dropping three to four hundred pounds on some noise-canceling headphones. I love my QC25 
I bought them for use at work. I work in an open plan office environment, which, as you can imagine, can get quite hectic and quite busy. Um, and when you're trying to do any kind of thinking, literally any, even like how to spell a word at some point, it can get too noisy. Um, so huge fan of noise cancelling headphones. Obviously, we've already already recommended the AirPods Pro. Um, I bought these a long time before the AirPods Pro were even a thing, though. Big fan of the QC25s. I think I picked mine up in, in PC World for about 150, 160 pounds. Um, like I say, I'll try and put an alternative in if they're not around at that price range anymore. But just any kind of sub 200 pound wireless noise cancelling head, or wireless or wired noise cancelling headphones, if you can find wireless, even better. Um, wired noise cancelling headphones, whether it be from Sony or from Bose. Um, Bose get a lot of stick. Uh, when it comes to the audio world. Um, Bose are kind of known as the Apple of the audio world. The You're paying a bit for a name and not necessarily the product to back it up. When it comes to audio quality, however, when it comes to noise cancelling, Bose are well regarded as being one of the best in the industry, or the best kind of consumer range, I should say. Um, Sony do a pair, I forget the exact model number, but Sony, it's like the M706 or something. Um, Sony do a pair that are also really highly widely uh really highly regarded um i think they're more in the qc35 kind of that 300 pound mark um i will double check but yeah big fan of the qc25s they are wired um they do come with the old-fashioned um three and a half mil jack which actually kind of on that note um and you pointed me in the right direction this week i've <laughs> always had the the stupid issue uh, i use my iphone to play music at work i could just plug them into my iMac at work um but i'm much prefer just plugging them into my iPhone, um, which obviously means I am draining the iPhone throughout the day because I'm listening to lots of uh, audiobooks or, or podcasts or music. And then I'm having to do the dance between, right, okay, I'm going to listen to it for two hours. And right, I'm going to take it out. I'm going to plug it into the charger for an hour. Right, and I'm going to take it out. I'm going to swap and I'm going to listen to some more stuff. Like it's that forever dance throughout the day. And you pointed me in the right direction this week of the uh, lightning splitter, which is also, mm. I think, another great idea. It's, it, it's <laughs> not in is a problem you shouldn't have exactly i spent the entire time and to be fair when it happened i think i was very much one of those people who's like oh this is progressive and this is you know a good thing and then it just became really annoying like here we are three years later and it's still really annoying probably more so than ever um you know we were trying to come up with a solution for you to listen to audio in your car the other day and it's like so many of these things hinged around the fact that you only had one plug on the bottom instead of this you know universal audio connector that was invented many decades ago weird right but um yeah i i think we should or try and include a link or just a brief description as well for that mini splitter because for anyone with an iphone a lightning splitter if they listen to a lot of music um then it could be a, a fantastic thing as well because you can if you're not going to get them or if they're not going to if they don't have i should say wireless headphones um and they are using uh wired headphones and some kind of Splitter. I can't believe we're recommending it in, in 2019, but some <laughs> kind of splitter. this Christmas. I know. Is that, I mean, they're, 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 they're truly so cheap, but like, it's just truly ridiculous that we have to, but we live in Dongle Town now, so uh, yeah. If the person you're buying for or the person you're thinking of is 
in any way doing work to and from work a student at university or school someone who, who, who sort of manages um, documents or information from one place to another or just has a lot of stuff on their computer then Samsung have a range of SSDs which are phenomenal both in size performance delivery price point as well for what you're getting that's the Samsung T5 range isn't it they come in what one terabyte you can 500 get gigabyte yeah so the T5 it goes from 250 all the way up to terabytes um, kind of I think is a recommended probably Probably start at the uh, the one or two two terabyte range um, would probably work for most people. They are ridiculously quick, um, which is the whole thing. They kind of hinge their selling point on they're tiny. Um, like I mean, you you saw it last week that the T5 SSD that is in this house. It's smaller than a credit card. Like it's nuts how small it is. Um, it's USB 3.1, so it's up to 10 gigabits per second of speed. You can transfer so much data so fast. Um, it's USB. C comes with two cables in the box, I believe. You get a A to C and then a C to C. Obviously, if you're on a, a newer machine like a MacBook Pro or something, then that C to C is going to get blistering performance. They're a little expensive when they're not on sale. So try, I think at the moment, you'll find them a lot or you'll find them around a lot on sale. Um, Amazon have got, currently got them. They hover around that 115 mark. Um, they've been there for about two, three weeks. So it's not a guarantee they will stay there. Um, um, the one terabyte retails for about £190, which is kind of on the pricey side, I think. Um, I think at that kind of price, I think we'd have to look at recommending something else, probably a more kind of normal drive. Um, I think at 190 kind of tough to, unless you need that speed, it's hard to recommend that based on the fact that you get a much bigger drive um, for, for much cheaper at that point, or, or definitely for around the same price. Um, but the sale price, like I say, kicking around on Amazon a couple of weeks now about that 115 uh, for the one terabyte and if you want the two terabyte it does go up heavily in price that retails 370 and it's currently on sale for 250 so that one terabyte seems to be the sweet spot at the moment these drives they've been around in various forms for years um i think the previous one i don't know if there's been a t4 but i distinctly remember the t3 t3 drive being very very popular back in the day back in the day like it was that long ago a couple years ago um and that was horrendously expensive at the time. It's a testament to solid state uh, prices coming down massively over the past few years. They're fantastic backup drives. Um, you or someone else, um, if you're a very mobile person, anyone to take a backup with you, they're, they're great for cloning your computer to Windows or Mac. Um, you can clone to it and you can stuff it in a bag and because it's solid state, you don't necessarily have to, to, to be so conscious about it being chucked around or susceptible to vibrations or or things like that. Um, it, it's potentially much more versatile than a hard disk. Obviously, you do pay premium for that. But I think the T5 makes a great gift. You know, I imagine for, for people like filmmakers and, and people who need to move kind of big data around very quickly, um, or even just as a backup drive, it that kind of speed is kind of a must these days. Now for home. And home's kind of, it's hard to buy someone something for their house, given it's someone else's house, potentially. You could be buying it for yourself. But um, something very cool, the Philips Hue bulbs, and the ubiquitous about, about all house places, I guess the only thing 
thing that could potentially act as a barrier, given <clears throat> what they are is the the connections, the connectivity factor, you know, different ends and different fitment types on a light. But I mean, that's a small problem to overcome. Very, uh, makes for a very obvious Christmas gift when you're, you're going around someone house's, someone's house for dinner and you all of a sudden start unscrewing their light bulbs to check <laughs> for, the, uh, for the type, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. You can get a starter kit, you can get bulbs, there are accessories to go with it as well. Definitely worth looking at. The Sonos One, Sonos One SL, um, very, very good package. Packs a punch. Sonos are, are known for their quality products. Good connectivity, interconnectivity with the likes of Spotify and Apple Music, I'm going to say, but I could be wrong. Uh, um, yep, and the new... Yep. So we've got a bunch of ones around the house. My my dad just picked up two more on the Cyber Monday deals because he'll find a reason for it. I don't <laughs> but um, on that note, they normally... So the Sonos One is 200 and the Sonos One SL, I think, is 150 or 160, something like that. Um, the difference being they're exactly the same speaker with exactly... Exactly the same connectivity, just the Sonos One. So the £200 one has an assistant built in, so you can choose between Google or Amazon, the assistant, um, which means it comes with a microphone array as well. If you don't want any of that, if you just want a speaker set or if you want to add one to a stereo pair, um, obviously you don't need two assistant speakers um, when they're potentially in the same room as each other, then you can pick up a Sonos One SL. Uh, Cyber Monday deals at the moment, they are massively discounted. I think you can pick up the Sonos One for about 148 so that's about £50 pounds off um, and the Sonos One SL a little bit less off it's down to about 138 I think um, again did you did we play the Sonos One while you were over here I forget did you hear it at all yeah yeah slightly yeah they sound amazing considering they're it's hard to give a description of size they're they're not much bigger than an Echo or let's say two Echo or two, two normal Echoes put together but the sound they deliver is incredible. We were so late on the to the to the game on the Sonos party. We were always with Bose, and we moved away because being with Bose for so many years or, or being invested in their products, Bose didn't do a very good job of kind of moving their older products forward. And that was especially true when it came to the AirPlay 2 announcement. Um, Bose said all their stuff was going to get AirPlay 2 and lo and behold, it was just their new products going forward, it turns out. So I think that kind of left a bit of a bitter taste. Um, and Sonos at that point was always like horrifically expensive. It still is. If you go past these kind of, we'll say lower end, the Sonos One, it's really, really expensive stuff. It's really, really good stuff, but it's really, really expensive. And on that note, if one hundred, if two hundred pounds or one fifty or two hundred pounds is still a little bit too expensive, which I appreciate it is for a lot of people, um, definitely check out the IKEA Symphonisk. Um, don't be put off by the IKEA name. It's in partnership with Sonos. It's literally a Sonos inside, and I think people have taken them apart and found out like the board is out of a, a Sonos One or a Play One or something like that. Um, so it's just like recycled parts um, in another container. But I believe they are £99, um, which means you can pick up a stereo pair. Um, these speakers all work by themselves, but they also work very well. You can you can run them as a stereo pair in the app, um, which means for the price of one Sonos One, you could pick up two Symphonisk and have a really nice sounding stereo pair. Um, it works with the Sonos app as well. Um, so you can get a lamp as well. I think, I think it's a little bit more expensive when 
it comes to Ikea, but great alternatives. Like I say, exactly the same software and pretty much exactly the same hardware underneath. Um, the Sonos connectivity is just so impressed with that. I think the app is fantastic, a lot better than the Bose app uh, from our experience. Um, like you say, the, the connections like, like Spotify, Apple Music, like you've got the default, like, you know, Amazon and Stitcher and like the list goes on and on and on. Um, and then the nice thing is you've just got AirPlay too as well. So you can just cast anything to it. Uh, it could be an output for your Apple TV. So if you want to watch movies with some decent sound, but you don't want to spend a lot, lot of money on a soundbar, then a Symphonisk or a Sonos One, fantastic TV speaker as well. Um, I, we really are sold on the Sonos. Um, and I think, like I say, that Sonos One SL uh, at 150 or the Sonos One at 200 or even the Symphonisk stuff at about £100, I think would make fantastic gifts uh, for anyone. You don't have to be in any kind of ecosystem. It's not like it's locked to Android or to iOS only. Um, like something something like the HomePod would be potentially. Um, you really can buy it for anyone at a decent price. And like I say, kicking around on so many deals at the moment. If you get in there quick, you can get the, uh, the Cyber Monday kind of hangover deals. So uh, yeah, definitely worth shopping around. And finally, stocking fillers. So the smaller things. And, and I think, again, given the fact that we rely on less technology products and items to do more, it's harder to find stocking fillers in terms of technology. However, watch straps, Apple watch straps or fitness tracker watch straps um, or fitness tracker straps, I should say. Um, definitely very welcomed you know, for a change up. Um, the Apple Pencil styluses for, for different tablets and so on and so forth, different charging accessories. They're always welcomed. Any in particular, I can't think of any specific ones, but I mean, you search on Amazon, you can get a plethora of uh, options. Oh, yeah. If you, if you know, specifically talking about the Apple Watch ecosystem, if you know the specific size, it bear in mind there's only two sizes. So if you know someone has a 38 or a 42, hop on to Amazon. I mean, go to Apple, you'll get really nice watch brands. You'll just pay an extreme premium for them. Yeah. Um, obviously, we can't vouch for the quality of all the Amazon and eBay ones, but you can get a fair few and you can try a fair few for a lot less than you'll pay for one Apple one. Um, I'm a big fan of the kind of the Velcro sport loop ones. Um, I know you're a big fan of the more metal ones. Um, the the rubber polyurethane kind of sport bands are really nice as well. Um, if you go on Amazon, you can honestly find any style for almost any watch as well, Fitbit included. Um, you can get a lot of styles for that. Um, you don't need to necessarily pay the uh, the really high price of Apple. Like I think Apple's cheapest one is fifty pounds, um, and on Amazon, fifty would get you about. A five of them so yeah <laughs> definitely worth i think having a, having a look around on amazon you'll find far more styles as well and um, you'll probably find something if you're coming from a traditional watch or if, if you're if you're buying an apple watch for someone and that it's replacing a classic watch then have a look in the apple store have a look on amazon ebay wherever um and you'll potentially find a strap you can also i think worth noting you can also buy i don't know the ins and outs of them so much but you can buy little kind of watch strap converter kit um an apple watches follow a uh, like a standardized lug system um, and that allows people to attach basically any strap they want so if you have a strap that you really like or, or the person you're buying for does um, then one of these kits you can you know you can probably just go to a jewelers and get them to fit it or something um, also works I think is a really good idea which really brings us on to the the end of the show and I, I, I feel that our Christmas gift guides have become a lot simpler in recent years 
maybe a good thing, maybe a bad thing. I don't know. But that's how technology has went, really. We're not mm. buying bigger masses of technology anymore, unless necessary. But the fundamentals are there, the, the actual devices themselves, the technology that works around them. No frying pans this year, which is a bit of a shame, but I'm sure you can still buy a smart frying In fact, let's check. Smart remember, Do you remember what year that was? I do remember when it was also, it was, it was always a challenge. What's the weirdest thing we could include each year? Let me see. Smart frying pan. I think we kind of stopped here when it was like, Bluetooth kettle. <laughs> you can indeed still buy a Pantelligent, it's called. 2014 comes from. Why? It's like Bluetooth toothbrushes. It's like, why? Why is that a thing? What exactly does Bluetooth connectivity offer me on a frying pan or on a toothbrush or a kettle or any of these kitchen appliances, to be honest? You can also now buy a device which you put in your meat called Meter. Meter. M-E-A-T-E-R. Plan words. Very smart. And you put it in the meat. So, for example, your steak, if you order steak medium rare, rare, well done, whatever. You, I think you, you put it in the pan with this prong in it. And it basically tells you when to take it off for the results you want. That's pretty smart. You can also buy a signal repeater for it. That's how you know things have gone crazy, isn't it? Uh, of course you can. <laughs> yeah. So if you're buying for a, a culinary artist this year, there's what to buy this holiday season. That does it for our 10th annual gift guide. Thank you so much for joining us. Back to normal next week. Normal services will resume to Technologies in episode 490. Until then, of course, have a great week. Uh, we would say have a great Christmas, but there's a few more episodes to go until then. For further episodes of the show, munchtech.tv for that. If you're listening on your mobile device, munchtech.tv forward slash mobile, the ultimate guide to podcasting, munchtech.tv forward slash ultimate podcast guide. For our newsletter, munchtech.tv forward slash newsletter. And taking it all the way back to 2012, episode 112 of the show was our interview with Steve Wozniak, the co-founder of Apple, also a computing pioneer and an engineering genius, munchtech.tv forward slash was for that. Thank you so much for joining us from wherever in the world. We really appreciate you taking the time to join us each and every week on each and every episode. Until next week, have a great week and we'll see you in 490. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.